everybody, welcome to the second episode of Foreigners Talk American, the fantastic podcast where I, a lone American, will describe something interesting about my country's culture to a couple of my best foreign friends. As always, we have a very diverse group with us today. From New Zealand, we got Jonathan. Yo. From Ireland, we got Gary. Wild Hartings. From uh, South Korea, we got Andrew. Hi there. And we also have a very special guest, Andrew's friend, also from South Korea, Jisoo. Hi. So, uh, what do you guys think about the uh, the last episode that we recorded? Um, I tried to listen to the first five minutes, but then my voice eventually drove me insane, so I had to switch it off. But otherwise, it seemed good. See, see, next time you should just start listening to like Irish radio personalities to get your voice in the right spot. Oh, there's quite a diversity in that. I'm not sure. Are how there, well are that there like be. a lot of are there like a lot of funny radio hosts in Ireland? Because they do that in, in America quite a bit. Ah, uh, there's a few. There's a few. There's some very successful ones. Um, radio is quite popular still in Ireland, so um, mm. nearly everyone listens to radio the whole time because we don't have advertisements like the US. <laughs> well, America is all about capitalism, Gary, and we we can't live in, in in your fantastic country like Ireland where we don't have the commercials. But let's get into uh, today's topic. Uh, I think uh, a foreigner's perspective on this topic would be heavily influenced by by movies and American media. We're going to be talking about uh, dating culture. So what do you guys think dating culture is like in America? Wow. You can start by describing how it is. No, I, I want to hear what your perspective on it is first. Okay, so American dating culture, I know so far, is from the the drama episode like how i made your mother like friends those, those dramas are really, really popular in korea so i don't know i think you guys are dating quite easily and very free. yeah yeah the star breakout star breakout star sleep together <laughs> uh jonathan do you have any idea like what do you think american culture is like for dating yeah so uh i just want to say by the way uh thanks to the 23 people that listened last time hopefully this time we have 24 um <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but yeah, like what Andrew was saying actually is kind of right. We, we kind of grow up also, you know, being surrounded by um, American pop culture. So like all the dramas and movies, you know, kind of letting us know what love is supposed to be in a way. Uh, so like, um, I guess maybe even subconsciously we try to emulate that. Uh, <laughs> so I want to say that, yeah, um, I guess when we went to the States, it was kind of our uh, experiment to see if that might have been true or not. So for those of us who, you know, who had the chance to date the American girls or guys, whatever, oh. um, <laughs> you know, it was uh, interesting. I don't think, though, uh, personally speaking, I true in a way, though, uh, that dating is a lot more open, say, if you were to generalize. I don't know if you guys would agree, but more open in the sense that people are more, um, I guess, okay, inclined to just, you know, meet people easily and then sort of, you know, hop in and out of relationships if things, you know, don't work. <laughs> Uh, so you think American uh, dating culture is more of a, a free spirit than compared to like what you see in New Zealand? Um, well, I, I don't know if it's more or less uh, sort of free spirited in that sense, but I know that um, I guess it's just more of, a, of an ease to you know to meet people. Uh, I guess compared to you know, I guess maybe more conservative societies, but compared to New Zealand, I'll say no, it's, it's about there. Honestly, it's about the same. Uh, you know, Similar. probably less uh, excited, less enthusiastic about things that, uh, and <laughs> also less expressive, just because you know I think Kiwis are a lot more, you know, laid back and reserved in that sense. You know, uh, so so what's it like in like other like what's it like in Ireland? 
Um, for me, it's the US version is very structured. It becomes this, um, you need to date. There needs to be this concept of dates and this date means something and you need to ask someone on that date. In Ireland, this does not exist. You just get very drunk and talk to this, work up some courage to talk to someone. Um, you spend some time with that person and then maybe possibly even sleep with that person before you would ever think about going on a date. A date is a very formal concept to us. Um, whereas it's almost the first step and very, like, you throw it out there quite quickly in, in the US compared to Ireland. Whereas it's very much like you're nearly already in a relationship by the time that happens. Wait, so you're saying in Ireland, dating is, is not necessary. If there's a physical attraction, you just go for it. Uh, Kind of. Uh, it depends. It's probably changing more. I think we're getting influenced by the movies that Andrew mentioned and the TV shows that Andrew mentioned. And I think people are expecting it more and maybe more with dating apps. It's becoming more common. But definitely when I was growing up more so and probably still to a certain degree, and for, definitely for my parents, how they met each other was in the pub or like a common group of friends and spending time oh, wow. together oh. and sharing time with each other than necessarily a formal date or asking to go out with someone. Um, maybe this is more common now, um, especially with dating apps, because there is obviously an, a stage that has to happen with dating apps. But um, normally, no. And that's where most people meet each other somewhere out in a nightclub or something or in a different occasion, not necessarily the date. So, so what's it like in uh, Korea, Andrew or Jisoo? Like, uh, what's what's dating culture like over there? Like, how do you meet people? Uh, usually we uh, go on a blind date. So a friend of like a mutual friend could set set me up with a like guy he knows. For example, like Hyun could introduce me to a guy like friend of his, or we could go to a like group group blind date thing. <laughs> <laughs> a group blind date. Yeah, yeah what's, what's the concept of that? A group of, like, for example, like, four guys and four girls, like, gather, and then there will be a, there would be a mutual friend. So, like, uh, it, like for example, if I know, like, I know Hyunwoo, and he's a friend of mine, and if he want to, like, open a group blind date, and I will uh bring three of my friends, and he will bring his three of his friends, and, like, so eight of us meet at, like, a pub, and, like, we get each get to know each other and then like we decide who like we want to like get to know like each other more like we, we want so, to spend so in the, in the concept of a, of a group blind date is there like an implication that there's like romantic possibilities because of this or, or are people going to these group blind dates with the impression of just having like like fun. a social hour yeah or fun I think it's more of a like fun than a like it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a like romantic um, relationship, but sometimes it ends up um, as a romantic relationship. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Chana? Like, did I take it exactly what it is? Yeah, I think like the other culture, we start dating, but naturally we we can start dating from friends or we can meet some <laughs> random people in the pub. But people are really afraid of meeting new people who are not, you know, guaranteed, right? But I yeah. People want some, I think people want some guarantee from each other. That's that's why we introduce from friends to friends, mm-hmm. which means that okay, he's the friend of the other, my friend, which means that he is not a, a crazy person, not mother. <laughs> yeah, don't have a crime record, right? So, yeah, so it's very uncommon to yeah. meet 
strangers or to date strangers in Korea? It's common, but still the the ratio is much less than them being introduced to each other. Are you guys using like dating apps there, or is it more preferential to meet someone that can be uh, verified by by someone that you know? Oh, even the dating apps are really big. Uh, dating apps are really getting popular, but even dating apps, you need some kind of you need to submit that you're yeah that you're in the company or like uh, some kind of graduate certificate. <laughs> so you need to verify like yourself by submitting uh, like evidence that you actually went to some some yeah 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 some school or. So are all dating apps like that, or just the best ones? The best ones have some kind of uh, most of like requirements. So most of them actually have a college, you need a college degree or a good job to, to get even a, a membership in, in the app. Yeah, because people uh, yeah. want to meet those who are, even I, I, I the, mean, the meaning of I, I, I'm, I'm joining that, that application is that I want to meet the girl who is like guaranteed as well, right? So each other, introducing each other is very common, but still the culture is changing. The dating apps are uh, getting popular as well. So yeah. So Andrew, you sound very elitist right now. Uh, what happens Why? to <laughs> what happens I, to uh, like a lesser smart Korean guy, like a working class Korean guy that doesn't necessarily go to like a Harvard of a career or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> or do you not associate with those people? Like, like, do you know what happens to, to that group of people? They just fucked it. Just saying. <laughs> No, it's, it's it's a very interesting concept because, like Asian culture, there is a, there's a much higher emphasis on having a successful career, yeah. having a good job, and you're deemed like uh, not dateable, not compatible if you don't have those requirements. <laughs> it's not mm-hmm. as common in, in other countries where where that's that big of a of an issue. Well, uh, well, Jonathan, is it is it similar in New Zealand? Oh, yeah, I was just gonna say that, you know, you just have to, you don't have to have like a, a an internet plan. You can just go to Macus and get free Wi-Fi and get on Tinder, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to. You can get uh, matches in New Zealand just by, from your accent, because it's so appealing to people. Like, especially it's like tourists that come to the country, right? Yeah, well, yeah, uh, but <laughs> I'm just saying, yeah, how, um, that actually just kind of blowing my mind right now to, to know that in Korea you have to have like at least a degree or like some sort of education to be able to be accepted on, on these apps. I mean, I won't have never used them anyway, but this uh, yeah, thing. And you go now, man. Uh, you don't discriminate. <laughs> Obviously, if you're educated and you have a, you know, a job means, of course, it would be in your favor. Uh huh. Yeah. But no, no, of course, it's it's a no. No, I'm, I'm sure like having an education or a good job is is an advantage in New Zealand, but it's yeah. is not to the point where it's a requirement. Where it sounds no. like in Korea, that's more or less true. Is that you guys think that's true? Like what what happens to someone that doesn't have a great job or a great education in Korea? Go ahead. Probably hit up. Uh, yeah. No, I really <laughs> want to know the know. answer to this. Like, what, uh, I th- I think so. uh, some um somehow Korea is um quite. Elitism country. I I'm not like um. So I if, like for example, I personally wouldn't um decide whether I'm going to date a guy or not if I do not like know his background. And also like for example for the Tinder, 
I know there are a lot of people using Tinder in Korea as well, but as a girl, I don't like really feel safe about using Tinder because it is not as popular as um in other countries, and I do not really know like the guy's background and like what kind of guy he is. Like as Andrew mentioned, he could be a criminal, criminal or something like that. <laughs> so it. As I'm saying, like it sounds weird, and I, I, I think it is not right. But whenever I, um, whenever there's a time that I need to make um, make a decision, then I just, I just think about the guy's background. Sure. Um. So, are you are you on on dating apps? You get a lot of. As as a woman, I would imagine you get a lot more messages than, let's say, Andrew when he's on <laughs> dating. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I I I I'm trying three dating apps right now. So that like the concepts are all different. Like one of them, they do not like. So there's a one that's called Tulip, and it is um kind of personality based dating app. So there are so many questions that you need to answer and like people will be matched by their like core values about the life and then they they get to know each other. So that's the one that my other girlfriends liked the most. And then like I also tried Tinder out of curiosity, but I just felt so like kind of superficial about the app. Like Especially under these circumstances that the, because of the coronavirus, I cannot really like go on a date. You can go on a virtual date. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't, it doesn't really feel like I'm really having a date if I'm going on a virtual date. So, so as a, as a woman on a, on a dating app, is it pretty much guaranteed if you, if you like someone, they'll like you back and you can start messaging? Because on, on the male side, I think it's, is a very low ratio. Andrew, you, oh. you can jump into your experiences on that, or, or anyone else. Or but but for a woman, it's pretty much guaranteed that you're going to match with this person, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I guess so. I guess. So, how many active conversations would would you have on on your phone at once? You don't you don't have to answer that. Okay. <laughs> the laugh says it's over twenty, <laughs> and that's a very conservative number. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, usually guys are supposed to approach the girls first mm-hmm. in here, right? So yeah. Gary, have you tried any dating apps in Ireland or in Canada, like where you're? Where you're um, at? it's I've tried them in both, and it's much more successful and more active maybe in Canada, and people are much more engaged in it. I don't think it's maybe as engaged in Ireland, or at least I was more unsuccessful. Possibly the the being a foreigner in a different country helps. Um, to some degree, but um, yes, sure, I, sure. But when you were using it in Ireland, were you in a more uh, small city? Cause yes, you're in a pretty true, big true. city now. In, in and there's a significant country. risk that it's your cousin. This is true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have to be a bit more conscious of um, who are you related to when you're in your hometown. Um, but yes, it's it is probably re- relative to population size is a big difference. And I so, lived in London, and it was somewhat successful. But um, I think here it's much more used and there's much div- more diversity in apps so things like bumble or hinge are much more used than let's say tinder whereas tinder was kind of the only thing in ireland and it was kind of dying last time i was there so have you ever dated with someone through this app yeah you just like it, you talk 
for a bit, and then eventually you get to the stage. You try and move to from texting to a date quite quickly, I think, because um, you can get bored of a conversation very quickly, whereas I feel a lot better in person um, mm-hmm. than, than through text message, um, because it's, you don't have anything in common. You're making up uh, some form of commonality through this text message, and it's just so very artificial, whereas at least if you meet someone in person, you feel if you have chemistry or not, or you figure out very quickly there's mm-hmm. no chemistry. And yeah. the date is only an hour, or the date is six hours. It depends. Like you can never judge how long a first date will be uh, until you're there. I find. Yeah. So you you're you are an international person living in a country that you're not from, and that, I think I find that concept really fascinating for dating. Do people match with you just because they're so curious about your country? I think there's definitely an element of that. I think that definitely helps, um, and definitely if you look on the apps. Most people seem to be making a big deal of it. It's very much the first thing is the flag of your country, or uh, you're a certain per- a certain. I'm an Irish person living in this city. You, it's nearly the first of your taglines um, because I think it is somewhat beneficial, um, or it's that you're trying to match other people who are from your culture. Um, half the people here seem to fall in love with other Irish people before they would fall in love with anyone else because oh. of cultural similarities, um, and they end up living from down the road from each other when they move back so kind of nice well that seems unproductive that you move to another country and you just <laughs> you just get with someone from your own from your own city <laughs> no taking advantage of being a foreigner expat is really good huh? I, I guess people like what's comfortable to them and then they'll just they'll just talk to other people well i think the expectations are not here um, when you're meeting someone from your own country, you know exactly what your engagement is. Sometimes there's high, different expectations um, that a Canadian person has on that first date or your actions or something like this that necessarily isn't true of maybe in, in Ireland. I don't know. It's um, I have very mixed results, so I can't tell you what's right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so what's a typical Irish uh, like date like? But you're saying people don't typically actually go on dates. They just... I don't know. I think it is going to the pub and having a few drinks um, is kind of a more comfortable situation. Um, The formality of a date over dinner or something like that is very formal um, and is kind of a later stage thing. You're more likely to just go for a few drinks and see how the conversation flows than anything else. Um, Other people are more direct and formal on this, but to me, that's the more natural way of doing it and it's how you get to know most people. With a few drinks definitely involves because drinks, uh, alcohol is important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> is that is that similar to uh, what's what's happening in, in Korea too? You guys, is the first date usually going to a pub or do you guys go to a movie or what's, uh, what's typical there? Jisoo <laughs> can say that. Yeah, uh, we usually go to um, dinner usually, and then so like when, uh, for a blind date. For a blind date, we usually go for a dinner, have a dinner, and then if they kind of like each other, they could go to like cafe and have a cup of coffee or go to pub, like if they really like each other. So sometimes when after blind date, like friends could um kind of imagine how well the date went by asking like, so did you go to the pub or did you like end up at the dinner, like that. And also the thing that I found it like found kind of um, weird is that guys always have to um, pick a good, you know, restaurant. I'm not sure if it is same in the other side of the world. And 
like it's almost like a tease. So whenever a guy like asks a, a a lady like what kind of food do you like, and then like sometimes the ladies go like anything. I I I like anything, and then like guys go to a like mystery kids show like that. He he needs to guess which would be the like best choice for her, even though he he does not even know the the lady. So I usually like give out like three choices for the guy. So like if if a guy asks if, if like what kind of food I like, and and then I go like, oh, I like this and this and this restaurant, or I would like to have a like Korean Korean restaurant for dinner. So yeah, I think that's about it. Like for a first date. Okay, so like, so it sounds like uh, the first date with a Korean couple is usually you you go you go to dinner and you like the guy. You agree to get coffee or yeah. go to a bar with him afterwards. Who who makes that decision though? Like, is it the guy or the girl? It's. I think it's the atmosphere, and then like both could you know like both could uh refuse if yeah, one yeah, asks. Yeah, like the Gary said, the chemistry matters, right? Mm-hmm. Chemistry, so that you you go further, and if you don't feel any chemistry between each other, so you can just separate, right? depends on. So I find it kind of surprising that it goes straight to dinner, because dinner is usually a more advanced date in, in American culture. Oh. You usually start with coffee or you start with drinks just to, like, meet the person. And you don't want to commit to, like, a like a big fancy meal. Is, are the meals pretty fancy on the first date? Is, it, is a guy expected to go to, like, a Michelin star restaurant right off the bat? Or is it, like, a, just a, a nicer restaurant? It doesn't have to be a Michelin thing, but it should be a good, good one. <laughs> Yeah, it's true that guys have to pay, pay a lot. And, 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 and the guy is expected to pay on the first day? Exactly. If you don't yeah. pay for it, then it's going to be a very huge problem. Andrew, what was your first date budget in 2016? How much money did what? you spend on that? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I said the thousands, the thousands of dollars. <laughs> back, when you, back when you were single or using the apps, how much money did you spend a year on first dates? Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Man, uh, it's more than I spend in groceries, if probably. I have, yeah, if I had saved the money, I, I would have bought a house. <laughs> <laughs> but as as we grow older, so I think people, lots of people are my age, and late twenties or early thirties, they mm-hmm. know that this kind of having a meal with the random person is doesn't feel good, and spending kind of a lot of money, and people. Nowadays, like to start dating by having a cup of coffee or having a tea or something. Then they move to the dinner. I think the trend is quite changing quickly. Does it depend on the uh, the class of the person? Like if if he's a if he's a if he's better off, then he starts (laughs) with dinner. Not the class. I I think chemistry. Okay. I was gonna say salary. Salary. Personality. Like Andrew will take you to coffee, but uh, I I can't think of a, a random Korean name. Give me a random Korean <laughs> name. Jisoo. <laughs> oh. He works for Korean Google, so he's gonna be uh, taking you out to a nice restaurant. What's what's the first day culture like in New Zealand, Jonathan? Is it is it also like uh like dinner first, or is it or like and is the man supposed to pay too? Oh hell no, no. But, um, I think it's probably like most Anglo-Saxon countries, like where uh, I mean, especially in this day and age, where a drink is probably how you start, um, more than the meal. Uh, I guess also kind of an excuse for people to like you know to get out if they don't feel as comfortable or you know, 
don't think it's going anywhere. So that's unfortunately how it is. I for one though, I wouldn't mind eating. I mean, I like eating. So like, I'll probably just go straight up for a dinner. But I I get that how it, that it's not as yeah you know um, sort of conducive I guess. I think I think being in a restaurant with a person first time you're meeting them is a big commitment because yeah. it's uh, yeah, you're you're, you're stuck at that meal until it's over if you don't like See, them. Yeah, then it's gonna be all it's funny how people always kind of like take the oh I mean you might call me a stupid optimist but people always kind of think of the worst case scenario where but um now I'm just kind of more into what the food's gonna be like hey <laughs> uh, you know a person can enjoy it as much as I can well uh, anyways yeah but you're right how yeah it's um. It's a safer route to go for a drink and whatnot. So if, safer if I were, route. You know, I guess so. But if I were to be, to be out of the side, I'll probably just say, you know, hey, why not just just go for a walk? You know, go to the park, right? <laughs> um, why do we have go to? For a walk. Okay. Yeah, or just. But then again, I get that people need to like, I don't know, have a certain form of activity to center around. So I guess, uh, yeah, a drink is probably how things start. Um, yeah, it's just an excuse to start talking to get to know each yeah. other. Yeah, but the whole pain thing though, that's really interesting because um it's you know, New Zealand's probably one of the most um uh, advanced country in terms of uh gender equality. <laughs> Although into history, so no women would definitely not expect you to, to have to Which pay, is I which guess, is great for Jonathan's pay. wallet, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm definitely not dating in Korea now that you say that I have to be employed in six figures salary. Uh, yeah, I don't think jo- I don't think you would make it very well on those Korean apps. I don't think you'd get a, a membership. I also was, was back there with us instead of Andrew because then I would have had so much enlightenment now on why I failed so deeply <laughs> with the that I liked when you were using Tinder in Korea. Oh, not even that. Like, um, <laughs> all I knew from then was that not, I mean, a short, short little story uh, digression. Like even from high school, I remember I had, I had this Korean girl that I really liked. I tried to chase and everything, and the one thing that I got from that was that they seem to be really exclusive like you know Koreans kind of I think maybe the yeah so they other kinda, Koreans yes uh, well yes yes so like they mainly like to take more Koreans than other well, I'm just generalizing I don't know if that's true or not so I'm like oh shit do I have to learn Korean then do I have to uh, be a, I'm a K-pop so I was kidding <laughs> you know I don't know but then all these signs now that you're saying how like uh getting a meal and then later on if things go to a coffee shop or a bar, you know. Um, and the thing about, yeah, girls, I guess, getting guys to pay. I, I never got that part, but it's good to know. <laughs> I mean, that's more or less the, the stereotypical culture in America, too. Like, the, the man is supposed to pay. But I think it's it's getting more woke, for lack of a better word. <laughs> Hashtag woke. And it's, it's not um, as so expected anymore. It's actually a negative nearly sometimes. Like it, if you try and pay, then people react negatively. I'm to sorry. You. Are you assuming that I can't pay for this meal yeah, myself? Yeah. 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 And you're undermining oh, really? sort of you know, their, their independence, their so, ability to. So, so you guys separate the bill in the like in the first date or something? Yeah. Uh, it depends on how well the the date is going. If you think <laughs> there's going to be a second date, then you can pay for it, and then the next yeah. the other person will offer to pay for it. Yeah, that's how. That's how I did it anyway. Ah. Uh, so Andrew, Andrew, I always wondered about this in Korea. Like in Korea, the culture is to like, like live with your your family until you get married, right? So does that make dating or having a relationship really awkward? Because you have to like take her home to meet your mom right off the bat because you live with your mom. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to answer that. So yeah. Yeah, actually, we were supposed to live with my parents till I got married. 
Yeah, if if I, if I were really tall and boring power, then people usually do not, you know, live by themselves, right? So which you so you're talking about the dating. So we go out for a date, and we if I if I were to meet the new if I were on a date, I'll just pick some find some restaurant or find some good cafes to meet the meet my girlfriend. Yeah, and there are a lot of places, a lot of reason, a lot of area to go. So like hundreds of thousands of restaurants to go. So usually dating, dating, dating involves being outside of the home in Korea. Is, 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 is yeah, that more or less true? Dating means like uh, go out for like a walk or go out for a good restaurant. Yeah. No, no staying <laughs> in and watching Netflix uh, for Korea. Uh, I, if I so there are a lot of uh, I don't know how to say so couple if they are relationship being pro pro. pro after having some time together, yeah, so then we need some kind of you know, physical interaction, right? So people can just rent a, a hotel or a motel for hours and to watch a movie. Okay, those kind, I, those I, I of, see where you're going. You don't have to explain any further. Yeah, because, because <laughs> this is very, very, very. This is a G-rated uh, podcast, so we won't go any further. Yeah. <laughs> Gary, what's it like in Ireland? Do, do people? live with their with their families or no you got kicked out of your house right away right yeah no we're expected to leave our house um as soon as we turn 18 if possible um it's probably changing slightly as affordability for young people is decreased and a lot more people are finding that they're living with their parents just to save for a mortgage to buy houses and things like this but um i went to university um like far enough away from where i live so i moved out for university and i have not lived at home since um, and I would not be expected to live at home since, and both my siblings would be in the same boat. Um, and so we don't really stay living at home for very long. So I want to get into uh, further relationships for your country. So in America, it's pretty typical to move in with each other after a certain amount of time before you get married, just to see if you're compatible in a living environment together. Is that is that similar in Ireland, Gary? Uh, it depends, I suppose. It's probably becoming more similar and more common now. Uh, but like, there was an element of Catholic Catholicism which kind of precluded that for a long part of our culture. So, um, but nowadays I think it's much more acceptable and almost expected. It does seem ridiculous to get married before you've at least tried to live together. Um, in a so, modern viewpoint, at least. Um, uh, maybe not necessarily everyone agrees with that, but. So you had many generations of people who were Catholic and they, uh, they they don't move in with each other before getting married. Does that does that cause a lot of problems in, in relationships? It's hard to know because we didn't have divorce either. So um, like divorce was uh, illegal in Ireland. Yep, yeah, up until 1998. So <laughs> 1998. Uh, so it's 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 not particularly the easy to see society from that perspective. There's definitely people who didn't get married for um, love or this concept of love, but like. It's a different time, it's a different society. Modern Ireland is very different. Um, so it's hard to know. Hard to know. Are there just a, like a lot of miserable old Irish couples before 1998? Was 1998 a great year for Ireland when the people just divorce everywhere? Um, it also still takes five years to get divorced, so you have to be separated for five years. So it's, uh, um, Christmas. It's, what? Time. <laughs> um, not necessarily straight away a thing that happens, but, um, 
it's a it's a complicated that's a complicated issue for Irish people and how people approach. But it does lead to people having more children outside of wed- wedlock and not committing. That actually getting married is a bigger commitment than having a child. Um, True. Um, and so therefore you all of a sudden have this weird imbalance in society. But it's people deal with it. It's different. Um, so what's a typical age, or like what's the normal age of people getting married in Ireland? Um, it's definitely quite a lot later than um, the US. I have gone to more US weddings than I've gone to Irish weddings um, since I've left the USA. Um, it's much more likely to be about 35 before people will get married. 35? Uh, 30, are, are they having kids before that? or well, Usually, yeah. So, um, so you have a kid before in Ireland? Um, depends. It depends. It depends. It's, every relationship is different. So it's very hard to generalize what in the way you're asking me to. But it's... Um, it's definitely later in life, so none of only one of my friends has gotten married, um, and one of my siblings is engaged. But that's, um, and she's probably the first of her friend group to be at that stage. So we that getting married is a lot later, and it's much more of a commitment than, let's say, I experience in the U.S., where it's people get married very early um, and are more inclined to get into a marriage and they get out of a marriage and they get into another marriage. That's very, not very common in Ireland. Um, to... So your, your friends in US already got married. Um, can I ask if they were on the religious side? Because that, that typically makes no, people I, get married. Or, I don't think so. How old are they? Like, uh, what's the typical age of getting married in America that you feel you Well, see, in America, it's, it's very diverse, like our population. Like, People that live in more rural areas, more religious kind of country areas, they'll get married very young. They'll get married in their early 20s. They'll get married straight after high school. But people that live in cities, they want to start their career first before they make a decision on on getting getting married. It's probably similar to to Korea, where you want to get your status up first if you live in a city. You want to get your good job. You want to get settled. So then you'll get married after after that. Is that that how it is in Korea? You want to get your, your job first and everything? Yeah. Job first. Job first. Job before marriage. Yeah, job before marriage and like get a house when you get married and then kids. I think that's the order. So the typical age of, of marriage is I'm assuming probably earlier in, in the in the rural area, but like in the city, like in Seoul, it's probably late thirties. Yeah, uh not late thirties. Uh about thirty uh thirty three for, for ladies and thirty five for guys. Is that Korean age or like regular age? Because Korean age has an extra year or something. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, extra Korean two age. years. Korean age. Korean age. Yeah, so that's not even that old. That would be like thirty-one. Yeah, and I think are only thirty, still mid thirties. Yeah. Kind of typical age, that acceptable age. That okay, it's about time. Mm. Yeah, you say that. Are a lot of people in in your generation, Andrew, getting married? Have you been to a lot of Korean weddings at this point? I'll tell you hundreds of people. Or like a lot of people in your friend group. Yeah, I would say half. Half? half? Okay. Yeah. What's a what's a Korean wedding like? That's the very super, very superficial. Yeah, superficial. very superficial. It's, Two hours. it's like a fast like fast food. It's like um yeah, when I whenever I go to like Korean wedding, I feel like I'm having a fast food. Because every wedding seems to be like same. Similar, the same. What a monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like cookie cutter is like the same uh same style for every every person in your in your generation for your wedding. Yeah, mostly. 
What's it like yeah. in New Zealand? Is it uh, is it also a later marriage age? Oh, I don't know about catering. I'm kidding over. Um, <laughs> age wise, yeah, no, it's um, age. age. Probably, probably on the same bandwagon in that you know people are putting their careers first, while with, you know, while with an emphasis on education and professional uh, careers. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably getting later and later. Oh, you know, both as a marriage and having kids. But I would say if I have to put you know like a ballpark uh, age range, probably late twenties um, to early thirties even. Uh, I guess marriage was probably mostly around the late twenties, uh, and then uh, it was probably like yeah, early thirties and such. Our prime minister had hers at thirty six or thirty eight, so first cu- first child, I'm saying. So, um, <laughs> um, setting the example for how yeah, especially for women, I think a lot of pressure obviously takes on them more than men, right? To get married, have children after. So you know, it's definitely getting delayed. So do you see that weird? Speaking of that question, do you see that weird? American, di- I don't think it's American only, it's probably every country, but you see a way higher likelihood of an older guy dating someone way younger than, than him. Is that, is that common in your country, Jonathan, and anyone else? They're about way younger, they're about way younger, but it's, so it's, yeah, kind of been like that, hey, where we guys would be a bit older. Although, um, I mean, you do get some cases where the reverse is true and then we applaud them, but <laughs> most times, yes, the guys are the ones that are older. Is that seen in Korea quite a bit, Andrew or, or Jisoo? No, I I, I I like being called Oppa. So. <laughs> well, that means you're older then. So, yeah. so, so you're not yeah. grossed out by He was yeah. born in Oppa. Yeah, I like to be called Oppa, so I don't meet girl older than me. But there are a lot of people who start dating with the, the, with the young guy. Jisoo, is that true? Uh, yeah, but I think the... the the guys older face <laughs> is more common than the than, than the when the woman is older than the guy. Yeah, if 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 you mean, do you have ever dated with a guy younger younger guy like? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> How much younger? Wow, I the two years difference, so not that much younger than I was. Like now, that. Andrew, same question. <laughs> <laughs> was it higher or lower than two years? I. <laughs> the age difference. I never dated a girl who's older, older than me, so... No, no, I'm saying Especially younger than you. Younger than me? I See, Jisoo said she, she was younger by two years. I'm going to assume that the youngest girl you dated was more than two years younger than you. Yeah, six years younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> that is fine. No. Okay, alright. Yeah. Uh, so do, do people, do people stick together in Korea? Is, is there a high divorce rate, like in America? Or is it more like Ireland where no one gets divorced and you have to spend five years apart first? Divorce rate, mm. it's become really, really like increased nowadays. Cause people yeah. become, become more like, uh, I'm saying, they find a liberal thing, you know? The society is a democratic society. We have choice, you know, mm-hmm. our own right to choose to divorce if the, if it doesn't feel good. So even younger generation, even some of my friends who already got divorced, and previously it's like a super, super big news. Oh, <gasps> he got divorced. What? But now this is is still a big news. But uh, listening to some kind of divorce news is not okay. They got divorced. They must, they might have some problem, like, quite, it's being more acceptable nowadays. Society is really changing rapidly, so. Uh, so these days, 
I think it's a thing that when you get married, um, you get the wedding ceremony, but you do not declare to the country. And then you live with the guy for a year to see if you want to live like with him for the rest of the life. So it's similar to you moving in together before marriage, but in Korea it is kind of not, not really acceptable. Like, so they get married and like, Their families know each other. You have a wedding ceremony, but you postpone the declaration. So the so this is a a ruse, not a ruse, but like this is a strategy so that you can move in together is to have a wedding ceremony that's not actually official on your tax return, your Korean tax return, or anything like that. <laughs> your, your status. It's less paperwork. Yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> progression. So so you, let's say you're dating for four years, you decide to get married, you have a wedding. And then you have the wedding and have all your friends there. And then yeah. you move in with each other. And then you see if you can stand each other when you're living together. And then you yeah, that's, that's normal. Yeah. go to a courthouse and get the documents after a year or so. Like, how's that work? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, not everyone do that. Like, most of, so I think it's uh, almost half and half for these days. So some people go to the court right away after the wedding. But some people decide not to put. Not to do that. So, 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 Joseph, what about in America? Have you guys registered that you you you're married? <laughs> <laughs> Or still going on between you two? We registered the same the same day. Yeah, like because we're not oh, really. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty simple form to fill out. But again, like like most Americans, you live with each other before you get married because that's a huge commitment. And you find out that you can't stand the person if you're living in the same house yeah. as you. Uh, I want to dive in a little bit about uh, celebrity culture too. Like, do you, like in America, watching a, a celebrities date each other is a huge thing. Is that is that common in, in your countries as well, or you I just follow just, American celebrities? I'll probably just say that uh, the whole thing about celebrity culture doesn't really exist in New Zealand. Uh, <laughs> I think it might be a reflection of how uh, it goes. Carrie, I think we we think I guess that we are so. Um, Yeah, we are well, actually, I guess, compared to other countries. Uh, so, like, the whole thing about having uh, people that seem to, you know, uh, deserve, I don't know, being the limelight more, just deserve being sort of revered, like, nah, it just doesn't fly. So, uh, uh, nah. Uh, so, in short, the, uh, entertainment magazines don't really make too much money, I'd say. So, <laughs> we don't really have that. But then, having said that, of course, it's maybe it's in some measure, like, human nature to, to like that sort of, you know, Drama and sort of the, so there's no stuff. like Taylor so Swift. So there are some people that actually like. Oh no, yes, there are some people that still like to follow. Uh, you know, maybe more American celebrities, right? Love Live and all that. But uh, the journey between us, not not really. In in Korea, I think it's like your celebrities aren't allowed to date. Is that something that's true? Like pop stars aren't supposed to date because uh, it, it hurts their image. Is that right? Yeah, I think I I heard that there in the contract that you don't have to date. For years. You know, For actually, years? Not. Like how many years? Yeah. I don't know. Some, you know some Korean idols, like BTS, those guys? Yeah. They have contract with their the company. And in the, I don't know, I don't know when you heard that. They, the company prohibits those idols. So they have to wear like a celibacy belt for, for four, four years or whatever it is? Yeah, but I believe that they date with the other, another, with the other idols. Secretly, so mm-hmm. what? When when they're caught, they, they're being found out dating, and it it, it became a big news. <gasps> oh, he's dating with someone. 
Is it true? Is it true? So what what happens, Jisoo? Do you know the answer? What happens if you get caught dating if you're a Korean idol? Do you get fined? Uh, do you get fired? Like how the what happens there? No, it it uh it does not. Yeah, they do not get fired. Because you can't and just I, kick some guy out of BTS, right? Like, like he makes you a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Who's, who's the main like guy? One the guy. The, the twenty of them. No problem, right? Okay. Andrew, I, can't, I thought yeah. you were gonna say that. Um, the, <laughs> sorry, I thought the, the, the you were gonna say that. Uh, they are date between each other. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I Is, I heard that too. Like the idols date each other. Like people say that oh. idols date each other secretly. Because like in the band. Uh, you, mean, you mean what other female idols, or like a male idol dates a, a female idol, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they they have they have a lot of things in common, and like they get to like beat each other in a broadcast, and then and they're in their and they're usually teenagers, so I guess and, it's natural. And also, they are very handsome and pretty, so there's no reason for them not to date each other. Are th- is is that like the standard of beauty in Korea? Like you look at the the, the idols or the the K-pop singers, and then that's what yeah. you strive to look like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you should feel quite young, you know. We all too much older than them, so they're <laughs> <laughs> young. So that's that's kind of different to uh, American standards of beauty because uh, I guess that maybe it's changing a little bit more now. But but the the male pop singers are, are kind of feminine. In, in American eyes, but I guess I guess there's there's more of a a culture change where like BTS is, is actually becoming more popular in America, so maybe more more people are finding that as a, a standard of beauty, the more you know clean look. More Asian. <laughs> the more, yeah, the more Asian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought the, the standard of beauty was like uh, like white. Uh, yeah, rug, rugged, strong man, Channing Tatum, Muscle, Ryan Gosling. Like- but what's uh what's the standard of beauty in in your country like Ireland like for example is there is it very superficial mm-hmm. or is it um uh, is it more personality driven like I think it, I, I think it depends on the person I think it depends on the person more than anything else um there is definitely a high celebrity culture um gossipy magazines culture but um but not everyone and it's it just depends I think is the answer I don't think I can generalize particularly highly on that because it so depends on who you are and what you are interested in. But we do have a kind of a celebrity gossipy red tagged newspaper similar to the UK, um, where there's a lot celebrities are followed around and people are very interested in who they're dating. But, um, and like we're some, for some reason addicted to the royal family and these type of interests are there, but I don't know if it's defined as what you, your image of beauty is, but. So sure. the royal family is considered beautiful, even the the bald guy, the the bald prince. <laughs> um, he was definitely more attractive when he was before. <laughs> when he had hair, um, yeah, that's true. But um, I don't know if it's it's uh, when I put them in there. I I think people are interested in their lives. I'm not sure if they're the definitive of beauty in in what people view. But there's definitely adherence to wanting to know the gossip behind that and what has happened and the secrets. That these people have, there is definitely an, I need. I don't know if you can associate that with a belief of beauty as you're trying to bring those together. I don't think that's necessarily true. So there's no like, this is the the definition of beauty in Ireland. Like no, one but, guy. No, but we do like when our accent or our celebrities are voted the most sexy, and then we basically put that in every newspaper. But um, <laughs> this is not always the truth. Is Colin Farrell actually attractive in Irish standards? 
I I don't know. <laughs> okay, what about New Zealand? Is there is there a culture like that, Jonathan? Like, what what, what defines beauty over there? Um, <laughs> so is this so? This is a podcast, right? That's no video. No, I'm kidding. Huh? <laughs> oh, sorry, bad joke. Um, the definition is Jonathan. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but um, this is whole thing about you know people admiring the All Blacks. You know, so, uh, if you look at this guy called Sonny Bill Williams, you know when he was at his in his. You're talking about the right? rugby team, right? Yes, yes. Oh, uh, the rugby team. Sonny Bill Williams, SBW. Like everyone was like, oh man, that's like the epitome of hot, you know. And uh, some ladies that go kind of crazy. Although I'll say maybe. The older ones, eh? Because <laughs> it's, you know, with the younger ones, again, we kind of look up more to, you know, your American celebrities and stuff. Um, so, in terms of what? Kiwi Beauty, huh? Probably not, uh, a thing at all. <laughs> um, if I could be, yes, audacious and say that. Because, yeah, I don't think there is, like, to be honest. Um, back in the day, I would say again, from our history classes, we did learn that, you know, uh, the old, like, you know, uh, farmer sort of look. This trip people would be working on the farm and then they would be playing rugby. Uh, the whole, like, rugged, yeah, that, that was, Beauty, sure. I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. So now, uh, guy, the guy playing rugby like this, is another <laughs> I see his crotch right now. Beauty. Andrew is holding a picture of a rugby player to our screen, but uh, our our listeners obviously can't hear that. But well, I like, find it funny that of Andrew of has a collection of rugby training cards. Now <laughs> <laughs> uh, you said the beat. <laughs> so rugby cards are free. standards as well, but I, I I would probably give the edge to the movie stars though. They're probably the movie ones stars. That, yeah, uh, they get the most attention for their their looks. All right, so let's get into our final question for today's show. What do you guys think is the future of dating? Future? Could you mm-hmm. see, what, what what do you mean exactly? Like, what, what do you think dating will be like in the in the future? Do you think it'll go beyond like people in your area? Like, you can meet people from other countries. And then maybe possibly match there because with the whole uh, quarantine in place now, I, I heard actually Tinder has removed all uh, location specifics to it, so you can start meeting people from wherever country uh, you want. Um, you know the issues with some dating apps is, is just based on your location, so you can't like really judge. Like it might not be the perfect match, so maybe the future is something like you take a personality test, you take a compatibility test, and then it's. With a mathematic algorithm, it just finds you the perfect match for you. But like, what do you guys think what the future would be like? I think distance matters. Like, like physical and seeing people in person does matter. So I don't think necessarily removing the location bias will make you more international or more things. And I think this virus will have an uh, impact on people traveling less more than anything else. So I don't think it's going to broaden the barriers. I think it'll make it more intimate and more in person because the value of in-person contact has probably grown in this period of time so you would say it should go more micro instead of more macro i think that's what will happen i think um it'll be much more about trying to build that relationship in person as the world becomes more digital that becomes more valuable i think would you ever use a dating app where you can't see the person's picture yes I think that would be. I like they have to just write a paragraph or something, or write a like an essay that describes themselves. I, hmm, uh, I think there's value to it, but there's you there you need still physical attraction. I think I don't think 
I don't think you can get beyond that um, in the end. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure. Now I'm confused. I, I, I live in Silicon Valley, so I'm trying to get some um, app ideas for you guys. What's the next video? <laughs> I think the appeal. physical, yeah, physical attraction and the distance matters a lot, right? Still, okay, we it, we can go the opposite. It, There's no written statement at all. It's just a picture. Uh, you don't even know the person's name. That is basically <laughs> Tinder. Yeah, it's so true. if you were blind, if you, I mean, sorry, if you were deaf, I think that would work. <laughs> I don't think like there's a big market for deaf dating apps. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it, man. <laughs> so, uh, so you really so see I the think, best. So, still, the long distance matters. I think people should meet together, even even though the even the that dating apps or things distance. How much the distalized, distal you know apps can describe yourself? I think meeting together, like watching face to face each other. Is you really don't think important, in the future right? there'll be like virtual chat rooms that we can just log into and that we can just hang out there? Yeah, people say that virtually you can touch to each other, feel each other, right? I don't know. The next, the next generation of technology can get pretty advanced, and you actually have sensations and stuff. So, I have a question for Jonathan. And <laughs> what do you think of the long distance relationship? <laughs> <laughs> because when you can talk to each other, see your face each other, but still, is there kind of some limitation? I, I still believe that in the future, so, uh, does somebody yeah, it doesn't matter how, yeah, okay. Yeah, so somebody thinks, I think, um, uh, to go on the question that was asked before, though, Joseph, on what love's gonna look like, I guess, and then it's kind of bounce off what you guys have already said, uh, of that in-person connection still, you know, mattering, right? Still really being the most important thing. Um, I hope that remains the case, and I hope that people actually don't forget it, because, you know, obviously this world gets also, but, but at the same time, because you can, you can do everything now, Without even having met each other, you can, you know, you can try your best to screen them, I guess, remove all that risk, try to guarantee it as much as possible. But at the same time, you know, love is half cliche as, as you might say. It's a game, though. It's a, it's a risk game. You know, you kind of have to kind of, you know, be okay with being vulnerable, throwing yourself in there, not knowing how it's going to turn out. And so, uh, people still have to kind of respect that, I guess. Um, and so when I hope that, yeah, so we'll get more superficial, you know, and, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, that, yeah, that, People want to have that in person and prioritize that. So when it comes to actually long distance, you know, well, back in um, the whole uh, idea of love, right? How we sometimes, I mean, depending on our maturity, our age, <laughs> we idealize it. We want things to work out like they do in the movies, but um, unfortunately, life comes <laughs> and slaps you right across the face. Okay, but, no, uh, but couldn't technology make that easier though? Like if us and and, and personally, of course, I think not for that. I don't think. Uh, my personal case, it would have gone for so long. Uh, but, so, it, um, it can still work, and it should still work, because, you know, funny enough, like, I think this is, if, if anything, is a reality now. More and more so, right? You know, people are always going to be a, having to go a few apart from, from each other, mm-hmm. mainly for their work and everything, so. Yeah. It's just a matter of, um, distance? Well, <laughs> this is maybe like a 2.0. LDRs, 2.0. <laughs> Next episode. No, but. just imagine the future if there was a virtual room that you and your long-distance girlfriend can go to. Supplied yeah, by right. some tech company that's probably creepily watching you. Oh, virtual though. Although, although, um, if you can make it so that what, VR comes into play and <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm. What I'm VR, yeah, right. VR. Right. Um, man, you're talking about uh trying to trying to uh I don't know make something not tangible at all be tangible. So if you, you mean like you can say like like how it feels even physically without actually being with that person in the same place. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
Um, when I was young, there were kids who used to like make virtual boys and girlfriends um in a like game, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, there was there was a game called uh Paramenara, I think it's a it's it's a like a internet game that you can go like log on to and that like there are actually uh, mountains and like I don't I I've never tried tried that game, but I heard people saying that I I made a girlfriend there and then like we are going to have like game together and like we we are we have appointment that to meet her like um in the game and then. Like when when I listen to Virtual you know, girlfriend. Yeah, it could happen, but like in terms of like progressing the relationship, like first you could date, but if you want to make the relationship you if you want to progress the relationship like in a into a more serious relationship and then like when you want to get married or if you want to be committed for a long time, then I don't think it's possible to it it, it I I don't think it'll be enough. To only have a virtual dating or like virtual relationship. I mean that that is that is a good argument, but I would even say that technology is getting so advanced that, as you said, you can just make a virtual girl or make some kind of virtual companion in the future. Yeah. It, it's it's going to get kind of creepy too. Like maybe there's going to be situations where people don't even want to date humans anymore because yeah. the, oh, the yeah, technology gets so advanced. I think this is common in like Japan. No, no, there's a movie, you know? Yeah. A movie called The Her. You know that? Yeah, Her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of lonely people out there, and this is easier than meeting a human. I think, like, in in China, for example, I think because of the one-child policy, there's, like, 30 million single guys that are, like, millennial age right now. And... They need companionship somewhere, and this and technology might be this creepy way of, of staying compatible with people. Okay, well, I'm going to give the last word to Andrew. You can say whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> you want to have the last statement for today's discussion? So, yeah, actually, the love and dating culture was the, one of the main topics that I brought up with my friends in Korea. I told you I was, I, I'm leading the English the speaking group with for four years with Jisoo and the other with the other friends but always love and dating culture dating you know we have like uh, we can talk about this topic every every time every week I, I I'm I'm very, I'm very surprised that you guys have kind of different dating and love culture but still I I believe that in the deep inside the basic the basic element is same the Everybody wants some kind of decent relationship with mm-hmm. a good part- partner, and I wish you guys can meet finally find the one. That is so heartwarming. Yeah. It's a human. It's a human. <laughs> I'm blushing right now, but how beautiful that statement was. <laughs> hey, you, you should invite your wife here. <laughs> she's, she's right. She's right behind me. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Join us, Andrew. Are we going to a, a coffee shop or a pub later? <laughs> did, did we pass the first test, Andrew? Okay, Shari meet first at the pub, uh, the coffee shop, so that we can get to know each other. Because <laughs> I believe you like the white girl. Well, this is getting a little bit too personal here. <laughs> I like it. Right. Sorry, sorry. All right, all right. So on that note, it's time to end the show. Uh, for Jonathan, Gary, Andrew, and Jisoo, my name is Joseph, and thanks for listening to Foreigners Talk America. Bye bye. Bye.